You're listening to episode 118 on Keeping an Attitude of Faith. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're listening in today. Today is a special time because I'm with my mom, Dodie Osteen, and sister, Lisa Comas, and we're having a conversation about keeping the right attitude when times are tough, making sure your words are right, make sure, making sure you're speaking life-giving words. Y'all, we all face opportunities. We all face challenges. It's how we handle those challenges and opportunities that either make us or break us. So today, we're just going to have a conversation, not about surviving in life, but about thriving in the midst of it all. Did you know that you really can thrive in the midst of it all? Hey, we don't have it all figured out. But we're trying to figure it out every day, daily, taking steps of faith, trying to keep our attitude right, trying to keep our words right. And you know what? With God's help, we can do anything. So let's join in on the conversation now. There's a miracle waiting to be released through your words, you know, and I think we have to really think about what we're thinking about, what we're saying. You know, for instance, Mom, I think about you, and you might talk about this, but when my mother was sick with cancer, she went around the house speaking the Word of God and speaking life. You know, when I couldn't have uh, kids, when Kevin and I couldn't have kids, we got the Word of God concerning him and children, and we would speak those words because as we spoke them, God was bringing them to pass. Angels hastened to bring his word to pass, and uh, God is watching over his word to fulfill it. And so you may not see it happen right away, but that's what faith is all about, is you you believe it, you uh, speak it forth, and there will be a day where you will see it with your own eyes. But until then, you speak uh, what is unseen until it becomes seen. And I think that's what faith is all yeah, about. It is. Yeah. Sometimes words have come out, out of our mouths. Like, I, I don't like the phrase, it scared me to death. Mm-hmm. I always told the children, please don't say that. That is not good. Nothing will scare you to death. And other things that, that people say, I don't like the word hate. You know, I hate that. I took that out of my vocabulary a long time ago, and I've tried to get them to, and I think they have. <laughs> but anyway, just things that we say that we don't really mean. But if you have something wrong with you, just think good thoughts of what Jesus said in his word that with long life, he satisfies me and shows me his salvation. That was 40 years ago in 1981 when I was sick with cancer, given a few weeks to live, a few weeks. That's not very long. And now it's uh, going to be 40 years this year. This is, I'll be 88 in, um, in October. So it'll be 40 years that Jesus let me live. And I think part of it was because he loved me. I'm not special. Some people say, well, Miss Dodie, why did you live? And I don't, I'm going down here. I don't know that. That's God's thoughts. I mean, just be careful what you say and say the right things. And if you say God's word, you can't ever go wrong. And his word works, believe me. I've known all these years and uh, had miracles like Lisa. Lisa had a birth injury and the doctors gave, uh, said she may be uh, in a wheelchair all of her life. Well, John and I were of a denominational denomination where they didn't pray for sick people, but we started. He said, Dodie, when you look at her, just say, by, by the stripes of Jesus, she's healed, she's healed, she's healed. I didn't know what I was doing. 
but I did it anyway. And look at her now. She's <laughs> 83. <laughs> and she's in divine health. She's a great teacher. She does so much. And so I just know that God's word works. That's for sure. That's so I think you just got to, the key that they both said, you got to watch what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And it's real easy to, to pray the problem, but why not pray the promise? Yeah. And, uh, you know, to give you just examples, because I'm real practical and I think we we are. Instead of talking about how bad your kids are acting, start saying, you know what? You're so well behaved. Um, you know what? You're so patient. You're such a good child. Stop saying they're in the terrible twos, the, the terrible threes, and quit dreading those teenage years. You know, start speaking over those teenage years. I'll never forget I heard Lori Crouch say years ago when my kids were just babies, she said that she refused to talk bad about the teenage years. She was mm-hmm. going to pray over those teenage years. And from that point on, when my kids were a little bitty, I said, the teenage years will be the best years. That's you know what? Good. They were the best years. That's good. It didn't mean we were without problems, but we just I just had it in my heart that they were going to be the best years. And I think we have to realize if words can create trouble, then they can create transformation. Right. If words can create chaos, then they can create peace. So I think one of the biggest things we learned from my mom and dad, at least me, um, is the power of those words, just like we've told you before in a, a past House of Hope, how mama used to pray the word over us. Mm-hmm. And you, you may not have anything good to say about your family, your spouse, your kids, then just take God's word and begin to pray that over their lives. That is so good. And I was just thinking about how, so I've done this before, but we're going through so much right now during the pandemic and We've gone through things in the past. You may be struggling in the financial area or any other area. But if you just want to test this out, just think about what happens when you say, I don't think I'm going to make it. Or you say, there is no way out. It just drains your energy and your faith. And it, and it just makes things so much harder than it really is. But if you'll change that around and put your trust in God, it's just not saying words it's you're declaring what god says you're declaring your trust in god when you say this is going to work out god is going to help me with this situation i'm not going to i'm not going to worry about it i'm going to pray about it i'm going to declare the word of god over this situation you will be surprised and shocked at how you just begin to have hope and life and faith rise up in you and you have this new energy and new strength because the Bible says, I like what the Message Bible says about uh, you, uh, the word, our word to have power, the power of life and death. I think it's the message that says they either kill or they give life. And so, and you choose. That is so good. Look that up in the message sometime. But it, but it, it makes such a difference in your atmosphere and your attitude and your faith. Because when you speak the word of God, you're just fueling your faith. And you're dispelling any discouragement or hopelessness that you feel. So it's so important what we say. It's not about denying the facts or denying what you're going through. It's not about saying it to somebody to brag. It's for your own sake to build your faith and to let heaven hear God's word come out of your mouth so that you give him something to work with. If you don't give God anything to work with, what are the angels going to do? They hasten to bring his word about. And so you've got to give something, uh, got to give God something to work with. And that is our faith. And our words, don't that's you think? Good. Yeah, yes. that's great. And another thing, Lisa and April, um, you know, this doesn't have anything to do with God's word or anything, but 
we don't need to pick up the things that the world says, you know, and sometimes you just listen to the news or anything else. They say dirty little things. And then I've seen people just pick them up like that, like the other, well, uh, a man that told me he had just gotten saved recently and uh, no, several years ago and how it changed his life and he would have died if it had been. And I heard him just telling and I was so impressed. And then in a little while he said, a word that wasn't very nice, but he stopped it real quick because I was there and he changed it to something else. And I thought, well, maybe because I was around, you know, to talk to him, maybe I hope that it will stop him from saying that forever. Yeah. He he wasn't used to going to church all the time. He had come to church and gotten saved, but uh, he was a, a, such a nice man, such a helpful man. But sometimes when people hear you, they will change. Like they'll say a dirty word and I'll just say, thank you, Jesus, or something. <laughs> they think I'm nuts, but who cares? Jesus doesn't think I'm nuts. He's uh, proud of me. <laughs> I think a good, something practical that you can try even this week is, like Lisa said, Amara said, get get certain words out of your vocabulary. So stop saying, I can't. Yes. Just take that out and start mm-hmm. saying, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Stop oh, saying, it won't happen. Just get it out of your vocabulary. This will happen in Jesus' name. And stop saying my kids will never change and start saying they're changing for the better. That's That's get good. those words out of your vocabulary. Get get those phrases out of your vocabulary. I know if, if we say even to this day, that, Ooh, I'm scared or something, mom will say, don't say that. <laughs> She's still correcting us. So, yeah. um, But you have to take charge of your words. Listen, if you don't speak over your life, who will? That's if right. you don't speak light right. over your life, who will? If you don't speak the word over your life, who will? You can't give your life away to somebody else. You have to take charge. Remember what I always say, life has no remote control. You got to get up and change it yourself. That's true. You got to take charge of your words. Yeah, you just did a great podcast yeah. called Stop Saying That. Mm-hmm. And that was so good. Oh. There are certain words we need to stop saying. And uh, I know years ago, I stopped saying impossible mm-hmm. because nothing is impossible with God. Yeah. But it might be that you need to just get down, sit down with a journal and write down the things that you realize you're saying that are negative and say, I'm not going to say this anymore. And then start writing the opposite of what that is. Uh, so I, I, mean, I can't think of an example right now, but maybe like you said, you know, uh, or the, your finances. I don't know how we would pay that bill. Well, just mark that out and say, God will supply all my needs in Christ Jesus and just change the narrative that you're that's in your head and that's coming out of your mouth and and you'll see God work in your life that's good and another thing if you have a child that's unruly and you can't control them just love them more you know just take them if it's a little child just take them say mother loves you and you know I don't want you to act like that and love them instead of scolding them all the time or even when they get older and get to be teenagers and they're not doing what you said just love them more sometimes they don't feel loved and their pressures at school and pressures in the world. So just love them and try to change them. Ask Jesus, mm-hmm. just pray over them, bless them, you know, pass by, bless mm-hmm. them, Jesus, take care of them. That's they may not like it, but it sure <laughs> will help. Yeah. I think you got to change what you're saying and you'll change what you're seeing. Yeah. Get that in your head. Change what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If this isn't working, then I'm going to change what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it requires faith. And I like how Lisa said it. It's not denying what's going on in your life. You might be in serious debt, but magnifying the debt does nothing but causes you to worry. Mm-hmm. So begin to magnify the promises of God. Don't 
magnify the problems, magnify the promises of God that he will get you through it. So um, I think it's just important, but how you do it is one step at a time. You can't expect everything to change overnight. You got to change something. Change begins within. And um, you can't expect things to change on the outside if you're not changing something on the inside. Yeah, I was thinking, I was listening to someone preach uh, yesterday, and he was talking about uh, the anxiety right now, the fear uh, in the world because of what's going on with the pandemic. And uh, he said people are almost fearing change, Mm -hmm. that something else may happen, and uh, just getting themselves in such a, a, maybe a tizzy is what we say in Texas, that uh, they're, they're just... There's been so much change, they fear another change, they fear another change, and it's paralyzing them. And I was just thinking about how important it is that we not allow that fear to set in our hearts and even stop saying, you know, I can't take this anymore, or uh, this uh, this is terrible, I'm not going to make it, it's, and I'm so anxious over everything. If we just sort of change the rhetoric and begin to say, you know what, I'm flexible, and uh, I can do all things through Christ yeah, who strengthens me. And, you know, think about the Apostle Paul and all the things that he went through, the stoning, the shipwreck and everything. And and he was able to still keep this, uh, uh, this attitude of faith. And he said, in all things, I'm content. And he could do that because God was in him. And so we are not like the world. We are in Christ Jesus. And so we have this supernatural power within us. And so like what mama said, don't just listen to the news and receive that. Hey, just begin to say, hey, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God is going to help me every step of the way, no matter what comes. I can do this because God is my refuge and strength. And that makes such a difference uh, that we don't just go with the flow of the world. But we recognize we're in the kingdom of God. We are the church triumphant. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. And we are the church. And so the gates of hell will not prevail against you. Yeah. And people are looking at us, too, and our words to them. You go hug somebody and say, you know, you are so sweet. I love you. It makes such a difference because maybe at home they've been told that they're mean and abusive and all that. People will listen to your words. Mm-hmm. So just make Spirit. your words sweet. You, that's what she always told us. Um, you can't speak negatively and expect a positive life. Yeah, and you can't constantly talk about your problems and expect to have the solution. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's just a mindset change. It's a change on the inside. And I think, you know, I, I did do a podcast on that. If you want to go to aprilsummons.com and go to Daily Inspiration, you will find things that you can say every day or stop saying. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of just puts it down real easy on paper for you. You can listen to that. You can listen to the preaching at Lakewood. Um, we do, we're just trying to give you inspiration and hope and be practical about it because this is everyday living, and we live every day. We all have families of our own, and we face challenges of our own. So we just try to share things with y'all that will help. And we always like to end this um, little time with prayer. So I think we should just pray. And Lisa, I think when you mentioned anxiety, maybe you can pray over that, and you can pray over people and healing, and um, I know you've sent in many prayer requests. We do read those, and we pray mm-hmm. over them, and we're just going to end this in prayer and, and pray this has been a blessing to y'all. Yes, yes. Father, I pray for every person right now that is watching or listening. I thank you that you know them, you love them, you know every detail of their life, 
And Father, you see their anxious thoughts. You see what they're going through. And yet, Father, you are still taking care of them. You are directing their steps. And though they may feel out of touch with you, I thank you that you live right inside of them. You are right beside them. And you said you would walk to the valley of the shadow of death with them. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are breaking this hold of anxiety and fear over their lives in the name of Jesus. I thank you that they're going to walk in your peace that passes all understanding. In fact, right now, I just speak peace over you. Peace over your mind, over your body, over your emotions right now. And I just say, peace, be calm. In the name of Jesus, just like Jesus calmed the storm, he could calm your mind and your thoughts and your emotions. And Father, we just thank you right now for the anointing of the Holy Spirit that is with them and Father, helping them. And Lord Jesus, I thank you that from this day forward, things are going to be different They're going to see things differently. They're going to hear things differently. They're going to watch their words, and they're going to walk in that peace. And people are even going to say, Father, how do you have such peace? And you will know that it's such a miracle from God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Father, we pray for those that are sick. Jesus, there's so many during this day and time, especially during the pandemic. We pray for those who have COVID, Jesus, whatever they have, Lord Jesus, I pray that you will touch them and heal them in the name of Jesus, and it will stop in Jesus' name. There won't be any more variants going all over the world, but it will stop, Father, because you love your children and you want them to be well. Father, I pray for those with cancer, those with heart disease, those with lung disease, liver disease, any kind of disease, I speak to it. I command it to cease from being in Jesus' name. And Father, from the top of the head down to the bottom of our feet, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you heal people in Jesus' name. Heal them, Father. May the healing virtue of Jesus flow into your children, Jesus. And I pray, Father, that we will live right. We will live close to you, Father. We will always give you the thanksgiving that you deserve, Father, for taking good care of your children. And Jesus, help us to live so that you will be so pleased with us, Father. And then someday, Jesus, in the far off time, that when we meet you, Father, you will say, very well done, my good and faithful servant. And we thank you for the opportunity of knowing you and serving you. And thank you that you've taken care of us all these years. In Jesus' name, and all the people say, amen. Amen. <laughs>